When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes, welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. Keep those texts coming on 0487 736 736. We'll get to them later in the show. But first... Daniel Cherney is a fantastic journalist. He covers football and cricket for Code Sports, among other things. We're going to talk to Daniel about the Aussies sweeping the Kiwis Kiwis in the T20 series over there in the land of the long white cloud. And we probably will just get in a mention about Western Australia winning yet another domestic cricket title as well. Daniel, welcome to the show. That's all I'd expect. Good to be with you, though. So, mate, 3-0 in the T20s. What did you make of the series and what are the implications for the the World Cup coming up, do you think? Oh, look, I think overall when it's 3-0, it's uh, obviously a very uh, promising and and, uh, pleasing outcome for Australia. I mean, in the long run, no one really remembers these bilateral T20 series, albeit they have changed the the structure now so that uh, these matches were for the Chapel Hadley Trophy, which Australia has retained. So, I suppose some um, somewhat prestigious silverware, but nonetheless, you're right. They're very much uh, seen as build-up matches for the World Cup. Uh, and uh, look, I think given Australia's you know, significant wins, um, it, it was broadly a very positive series. Uh, there were a few selection queries heading into the series, but I think look, Tim David, given his form against the West Indies and in that first game against New Zealand, has absolutely locked up that squad at number six. I think he's already uh, in the box seat, but I think there's if there are any doubts on the back of a a middling big bash campaign, then I think they've been very much quashed by his performance there. Um, you know, elsewhere, the bowling, I mean, with the, uh, the big three all back firing, but uh, they, were a bit, um, they, they were a bit costly in, in game one, but uh, they all hit back pretty well across the series. And Australia's bowling generally went pretty well. Uh, Nathan Ellis, I think, having played games two and three, I think he's now just about locked in his spot in that squad. He was outstanding um, in, in both games two and three that Australia won more comfortably. Spencer Johnson was uh, yeah, bowled well there yesterday in uh, in Auckland. I still think he's probably got a little bit of an uphill battle to, to make it, uh, given um, how strong Australia's bowling depth. You know, I suspect they'll probably only take the four frontline paces, so he, he might just miss out at this stage, although there's still a bit to, to go through. And then Steve Smith's probably the biggest talking point. I mean, he, he was probably the biggest talking point going in. Was he going to do enough to secure his spot, or well, A, in the 11, and then B, in, in the squad itself? And Having missed out in a couple of innings and without an IPL deal, I think he now is uh, he's up against it to make that that World Cup. Given his um, given you know they've got better options there with Travis Head and David Warner open to batting and, and Matt Short, who played really well yesterday uh, at number three, and he looks to have um, you know he, I think he's just about got that spot in the squad, and I think he probably pip, he's probably pipping Steve Smith as it stands. I was going to ask you about Matt Short. He's, he's done a lot to earn his spot, hasn't he, really, with the way he's batted in BBL and also, obviously, that knock uh, yesterday. 
Yeah, look, he has. Look, he's been a real a bit of a late bloomer, Matt Short. It was, it was a Victoria uh, invested a lot into him over the years, and he, he, he probably flattered to deceive at times. And then moved to the Strikers and had some real success there uh, in the last few seasons. He's, he's scored a lot of runs in recent times. Uh, yeah, had uh, had some, some major success there. And uh, look, it's, it's been hard because I suppose he's made a lot of runs in the BBL, opening the batting. Uh, and but it's, you know, it's been hard to get an opportunity there, opening the batting for Australia. First, he had Aaron Finch, and then David Warner. Travis Head, Mitch Marsh, like he's a fair few rungs down the pecking order there. But he batted at three yesterday, made a quick five twenty-seven. Obviously, offers a little bit with the ball. He's a very good fielder. Um, so, look, I think just his versatility across the board. I know he didn't, he didn't end up batting in that first game when he was supposed to come in at number seven. So that was probably a bit of a wasted opportunity for them. They, they would have liked to see him down there, given that's probably if he, if he is in the eleven, that's probably where he's going to play. But I think he's probably, as I said, for the, for the various reasons I touched on. Um, the fact that you know they can use him in a few different guises, I, I think he's probably edged out the likes of Smith. And then, and then the, the wild card, as I might have touched on last week, remains Cameron Grant. He's uh, he wasn't in the score. They preferred to use him in the uh, in the Sheffield Shield ahead of the Test tour to New Zealand, which begins series begins on Thursday. But he is playing in the in the IPL, um, so he'll have a long chance to sort of push his late late case for selection. And um, you know he, he could yet leapfrog a few of these guys. What's your expectation of the upcoming tests against the Kiwis, Daniel? Look, I think history suggests that Australia should win. I mean, it's just, you know, plenty of false dawns in New Zealand over the years where you, you thought, oh, they, they go in and, you know, they've been in reasonably good form and then Australia still roll them. And with the Aussies, while you know, I know they went brilliant over the home summer, uh, particularly the conclusion of the West Indies in that last test in Brisbane, you know, they are still running world test champions. They still have a fearsome attack. The batting's been a bit patchy, but I think there's, you know, there's still plenty of match winners there. Um, I just think that there's a bit too much quality for New Zealand. Um, New Zealand, maybe if it had been two or three years ago, it might have been a different conversation when the Black Caps were probably a bit closer to their peak around that period when they won the World Test Championship in 2021. Um, but they just lost lost a bit of bit of gloss. I think some of the you know the guys are probably past their peak at this point. It's not to say there isn't some talent there, and um, you know clearly that they've got a bit there with. Um, uh, with, with some of the young guys coming through with a, with a Rourke and then Rashid Ravindra up the top of the um, you know, up in the top top three making runs, but uh, as I said, I still think Australia probably wins, and you know, I've had to had to put on the line. I'd say two nil. So obviously, we won't go into too much analysis about the Marsh Cup, but I was wondering, did you see the sixes that Hilton Cartwright hit? I saw some of it, yeah. Or the, or the last one, the, the one that won the uh, the one that won the uh, tournaments, uh, secured the victory. Uh, I think it's just that cleaned up a bus there. Yeah, nearly uh, took out a uh, bus on the. Is that? Have you been to that <laughs> facility? Is that a big facility? Um, that that must have travelled uh, uh, a long way. That ball. I haven't had the privilege yet, but uh, I know they they um, they're really um, bullish about that facility, and they, they, finally they've got a dedicated centre there. It's called Cricket Central out there for New South Wales cricket. So they're pretty big fans of it, and uh, yeah, um, just watch out if Hilton Cartwright's in the Sydney. But he 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 took a brilliant catch actually, Hilton Cartwright two summers ago in, in the corresponding match at Junction Oval uh, in the final winning at New South Wales. But he, uh, he knows how to get it done in these finals. He's been a really good player, Hilton Cartwright. I mean, he's the kind of guy I, I, I hope hasn't been completely lost to the Australian radar. He's probably more a white ball chance at this stage of his career. But, uh, you know, when you think of him, he's sort of a bit of a trivia question. Played a couple of tests way back when, 2017. But he's, not, he's still not that old. He made his debut very young. And um, yeah, he's, he's a really impressive guy. I don't know, like his leadership credentials and his character, 
Um, and, uh, yeah, credit to him for, uh, for getting it done. Daniel, always a pleasure to talk to you on the show. You can read Daniel's stuff on Code Sports. Super journalist covering either football or cricket. Um, get amongst his stuff. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, Tom. Good on you. Daniel Cherney from Code Sports talking about the cricket in New Zealand. All right, we'll take a break and be back with some callers and some text messages after the break.